Now, I, I have a I have a bad habit on podcast where if I don't know what to talk about in a cold open, I will simply default to the weather. So I would love for us to Same. I would love for us to find uh, to pivot. A, yeah a more fertile conversation topic than the uh, degrees outside my home at this current moment. <laughs> well, speaking of um, like fall season watching stuff, I you like we had a, con- a brief conversation about this beforehand, but what you reminded me of and I didn't mention is that it's October and I haven't even started watching Over the Garden Wall. Oh, you know? I haven't yeah. yet either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, no, lightly, like lightly children, ooky spooky, right? Like it's scary for kids. Um, I mean, scary for adults too, but you, you know, uh, scary for kids by intention. Um, but uh, what a treat it is. It, I, I mean, it really just does get me in the mood. Like it's hard to, like the transition from like, Summer to fall is difficult for me just because it's like colder out and the days are shorter and it's you see less sun and everything and yeah. so I just can't like sit outside all morning and like absorb all my vitamin D that way you know totally um, yeah uh, but uh yeah over in the garden wall it's like okay no this it's it's not about the weather it's about the vibes mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the season is about it's about the vibes yeah yeah it's like one of those vitamin D lamps but it's not. It's it's animated right. and you, in a way though yeah yeah like yeah. like spiritually yeah totally I, I love that show I haven't watched it in a couple years but I always have a great time with it I love those silly little boys and their adventures mm-hmm. what what are their names like uh, like Wirt Wirt Greg and Wirt, Wirt and Wirt Goblin and Greg, yeah. Wirt and Greg Wirt and Greg Wirt, Wirt, Wirt and, and Greg Goblin. Greg, a much more normal name than Goblin. Well, it's fine. The other kid's name is Wirt, right? Like W I R T. His name, his name is his name is Wint. Wint? He's, he's oh posed. yeah, he's, he's a poster. poster. No, no, it is Word. It is Word. But yes, yes. It is no, it, it is Word. It's Wint. Yeah. You never yeah. see it in the show, but his big red cap does say Dunce on the other side of it. So we just never yes. see the shot of that. What a yes, yes. What a, not to spoil over the garden wall, but. What a! It's been six years since it what, came out. What People a ballsy move to set up your show like that, and then be like, "Oh, they're not actually little boys in a fantasy world. They're from the suburbs, and they just fell into this shit, Alice in Wonderland style." Like that is such a good, um, because you don't you don't know that at the beginning, right? Like you don't find that out until later. Or am I am I misremembering right, no, yeah, that? Yeah. No, you're, you're, no, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. They're, totally just, they're just absolutely fucking. They're just absolutely fucking rolling yeah. with it. Like, and I really appreciate that. Like, I think a, I think a worse show. Oh, would have had them be like like fucking I don't think okay I don't want to say that a worse version of it would have had like well that happened sure, like kind of totally. moments in it but like there there would have been like in a worse show Wurt's character yeah. Wurt, in a worse show Wurt's entire character would have been this isn't happening this can't be real because this is not the real this is the real world like Wurt is like a very I think Wurt strikes a really good balance of being like a Kind like, as grounded as you can be as like a, a moody. What what is he like? Thirteen? Yeah, somewhere old? in there. Thirteen to um, fifteen. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. yeah. As grounded as you can be as someone of that age who is very young and like naive and kind of foolish, but also like he bu- he's not like he buys into the world that he is in, which I really really appreciate. Like there's no there's never any moment of like uh, this isn't real. Like, to my recollection, at least it's been a year since I watched it last. Yeah, there, so. there I I watch it every year. Yeah, I watch it every year. But um, no, yeah, no, so. I I don't believe there is. Um, sometimes I watch it several times a year. Uh, uh, um, it and they do. The thing is, is like it's not as if it's like a, a feels like a jumped shark because it's like oh, this feels like it was sort of vi- telegraphed in a vibe way. 
You know, like they just right. have, like they're dressed like everyone else, right? But they just have a different sort of vibe. Like obviously right. they're and the then fish it out of out, water. Oh, it was Halloween. Right, right. They're like the fish out of water, right? I don't know. I just think it's like I, it's, it's such subtle, subtle storytelling that I feel like a lot of people would not be brave enough to do, but it right. does it really well. Um, I think I, I would like to correct myself briefly. Wart does have some momentary, this isn't real, this isn't happening, when, when he first meets Beatrice, and he's like, bluebirds can't talk, but like, oh, yeah. after that, after that, he's like, it's yeah, so whatever, funny, this though, might as well be happening. I mean, it works, is the thing. Like, you can do <laughs> that does. moment, and I think it can feel cloying and sort of eye-rolly, and like, you're wasting my time, but I think, like... That's not to say that moment is inherently useless. Like, you can play it up right, for actual absolutely. comedy if you, like, right. are a funny person. <laughs> right. Like, Wart, like they, like, Wart doesn't even... I don't think Wart even really, like, blinks when he, like, encounters the school of, like, bipedal uh, animals, little yeah. animals. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, like, about he, that, where she sings him the song like, about molasses or whatever. Potatoes yeah. and molasses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah, what a yeah. good show. What a good show that it's is. It's so good. It's so good. It's so. It's such a delight. Um, I think my favorite song on that my, my favorite song on that soundtrack is probably the one that the frog sing, sings on the boat. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, sure. God, it's all coming back to me now, huh? This is just <laughs> like in Flatliners where they flatline and then they remember new things. <laughs> you know Fox, what else right, is a, should, yeah, we, you know what else is a really good show? Fear baiting the podcast that we're on. <laughs> let's, we should get we should we should get into this, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's get this over with. <laughs> It's your number one podcast asking the question, have you heard the good news? Uh, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm joined I'm by... Blair. And we're joined by a returning guest from Soptember, Morgan. Hello, hello, I'm here again. Did well, you miss me? I hope so. Because so I'm back that's on what, the podcast. That's what Jigsaw hello. said in Saw 4. Yeah, he said, hello, hello, did, did you miss me? I'm back. Hello, I'm... I I can't do it anymore. Yeah, we're out of the it's month. A limited, the it's a limited... The spirit is yeah. not within you anymore. We're not in September. If you, if you want more Jigsaw impressions, you have to come back for the, I guess, the eventual Saw 3D uh, retread yeah. episode at some our, point our, in the future, for Our first no. redo of an episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I am back... Yeah, I'm back. I'm here on the podcast, and I'm watching what I have to assume is y'all's first completely horrorless horror film. No, I, you it's know, not. We have... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going through it in my mind. Right, I'm going through like the movies y'all have watched that I know of on this podcast. I mm-hmm. think it is. I think it's less of a horror film than Scooby Doo and the Cyber Absolutely. Chase. Absolutely. Yes. I think it's less of a horror film than Donnie Darko by a yes, country mile. Easily. Yes, absolutely less of a horror film than Princess Mononoke. Is I'll be honest. Less of a, I, is it less of a horror film than James and the Giant Peach? Yes, yeah? I would. I would say so. I think the ants at the beginning of James and the Giant mm. Peach are scarier than literally anything that occurs in this movie. I think, like, I think when you get down to it, like. I, as a kid, I watched James and the Giant Peach and was kind of scared of it, you know? Uh-huh. And I think it was 
I think it was the very Tim Burton stuff at the beginning, mm-hmm. the worms, like the giant insects, the big shark. Oh, okay, so that's the thing. That's the thing about James and the Giant Peach, right? Is that James and the Giant Peach has the big mechanical shark, and it has scenes with a sense of urgency there's of which Arrow. Flatliners only has one. I know, <laughs> I know, there's... this. I I came into this podcast. Y'all invited me on for Schlocktober yet again, right? Yes. And I, I I said this to y'all while we were watching the movie last night. I said when you suggested this film, I was a little skeptical, right? Mm. I knew I knew that people liked the original version, the Joel Schumacher movie. I knew that this remake was not really that well appraised, and I knew Elliot Page was in it, right? Like, that's Mm. literally all I knew about this film. I'd never seen the original. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, like, you know, horror thriller remakes like this, they're generally not great, but they're also generally not that bad. I think we got, like, ten minutes into this movie, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is bad in a way I was simply not prepared for. (laughs) Like, this... This shattered every potential expectations I had for wo- the the caliber of bad I film this, we would be sharing with each other I, for this podcast. I, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I'm trying. I'm racking my brain, and I'm sure that there is something with worse editing that we've covered on this podcast. I can't oh, think certainly. of it off the dome. This movie has no, some no, of this... the most unreal editing choices. It's like I. If we had not watched this together, all three of us, in a Discord server, with witnesses present at the time, Mm -hmm. and I had watched this on my own, I would not believe it was a real film. Like, hand to God. Yeah. It is is one of the most... Just, like, I don't... First of all, I don't know why they felt the need to remake it in the first place, right? Like, like, with Hollywood remakes... I I, I need to clarify something that I learned while I was looking into, like, some reviews of this movie. This is not actually a remake. This is a sequel... A, a punk? Like, um, like Jack, ba- Jack Bauer, Mr. Kiefer Sutherland, he's not there as, like, a fun wink to the original character. He's there as... He is that character. He is that character, from, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet baby Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> I love your reaction to that. What? That is... What? That, like, changes the entire game. Yeah, because I read re- I read reviews of this where they were like, oh, this is just like a beat-for-beat beat retread of the original, and so the fact that it's a sequel and is also just the original is nuts. What? Hello? Hello? <laughs> it's... I, I am very lenient with movies when it comes to sequels and reboots, right? Like, I get it. Like, right, people gotta eat. People wanna <laughs> make enough. money. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like, like, it really doesn't bother me that much. But this is one of those scenarios where I look at it from, like, every possible angle, and I'm like, okay, who was this deep into the idea of a Flatliners remake, right? Like, who was pushing for this? Right. I, uh, it, it just baffles me, and the fact that it's such a nothing movie, like, I don't think anything happens in this film. I really don't. I, 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 I don't think in, I don't think you learn anything. I don't think you take anything away from this film by the end, except for the fact that that God is real, I guess. So. It, there's 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 um I mean events happen, but right, there's no sort of like like theme that runs through it. It's just like, isn't it fun to nearly die, but 
doesn't that all, but don't actions also have consequences? And it's like, I, I don't is, think they do. Well, this movie, I mean, this movie is, they, they, yeah, they don't, movie, they don't ultimately, they but don't face consequences it, this, movie, this movie is about the divine power of forgiveness. Is it? Like, I guess. Like, that is, like, the way that they introduce demons in the very, like, the very, not even, like, the start of the third act. It's, like, halfway through the third act where they're like, maybe it's a demon. We have to go seek absolution from those we have wronged in our oh past. Oh, my God. Is it actually a demon, or are they just they're saying that shit? spitballing with it, but, like... I, but I like, mean, I the, guess the guy, I guess the guy does get stabbed at one point, so there does have to be, there like, a, a physical component murdered. to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but, there's, but the thing uh, is that, like, the fact that they, the fact that they float the idea of the demon or something like chasing them down about this, and then, like, then it's resolved by them apology. Well, we'll God, we'll fucking get this to movie. It. Fucking blows you. <laughs> the pot is the pot is very boring. So I think the best way to like uh, attack this is just to give like a for the listeners' sake to give a bright, brief rundown of like the structure I, of the story. I, I have, I have. I, I don't know. Ugh. I've got 167 lines of notes here. I was very meticulous. So about I'll, this I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do a really brief overview of it. Then okay. we can we can get into it because we used to do three sentence summaries on the on the Borat podcast. Sure. But, right on. Okay. So so flatliners. I, I always like to call it Elliot Page's flatliners just because <laughs> he is literally the only thing to hold on to in this film. So so three sentence summary of Elliot Page's flatliners yes. 2017. Yes. Elliot Page is a doctor in residence or a medical student who in the past crashed his car accidentally killing his sister. His sister who loves smiling. His sister who loves smiling, which Elliot Page's character feels very, very bad about. Period. I think seven or ten years nine. later, nine <laughs> nine years later, nine years later, uh, this this doctor character she meets a whole bunch of other nursing or doctoral yeah, students, other doctorate interns, yeah, doctorate interns, and somehow comes up with a harebrained scheme to stop her heart to see what is on the other side of death, semicolon leading to the other doctor interns wanting to flatline as well because it unlocks the rest of the brain like it's fucking limitless. And it also causes weird hallucinatory demons to come hunt them down. (laughs) Period. Um, Elliot Page dies halfway through the movie, leaving nothing for the audience to hold on to. And the other medical interns realize... That the demons chasing them are demons of some manner of past trauma, so they must apologize and solve these issues in real life to stop the flatline demons, and the film ends with nobody else dying and us finding out that heaven is real and Elliot Page is guarding the pearly gates, period. (laughs) The end. That is that was beautiful. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing that. I for think us. it's about as close as we're gonna get, right? No, that like, was like beat whole... for beat, basically exactly it. Um, we will cover important like fleshy details, right? You know, I think I think now that we've now that we've done that now now shrieking shack style, I think we now have to go through with a we have to go through <laughs> like the stuff with a fine tooth comb from the beginning. 
Yeah, it's fine. We stole it from just King Things, but Trick well, I think Shack we should just talk about what that, gets uh... the, the plot is not very interesting. I think we should just get into like what sticks under our craw. I I, I just, yeah. I just want to go in order because there's a lot in this that's stuck under my craw, and I want to like get into all of this. <sighs> Okay. I completely stopped taking notes by the end of the first act. I just had to let this, this watch. This is, this is I, possi- not this a note. Is, not a note for me. This is this is possibly the most meticulous I've been with my notes in the in in a while. And like I have been on my ga- I have been like on my A game with my notes lately. I feel like this one just this movie just really sang to me in terms of, like because there's so much where things just don't happen. So I can just like write a full ass sentence about what just happened. <laughs> it's like it's it it's always the perfect combination for a bad movie, right? Movies where nothing happens but somehow everything happens yes. where the plot is ostensibly empty, but all of the creative decisions and story beats they insert are just so out there mm, that you can't mm-hmm. help but just completely fall into yeah. them. There's know? a man who lives on a boat and like <laughs> we'll get to he him. lives on a boat. We'll get to him. It's like we'll get mentioned to him. It's mentioned in passing, it's if me- I recall it's, correctly. It's, it's A, mentioned in passing, and B, mentioned in a way that, like, feels like a thing someone would make. A, like, someone made that up joke, as, like, yes. a joke. Like, you know, yes. like, like, say, like when you say someone lives in the ivory towers, you would not, like, they're not actually living in a tower made of ivory. Right. <laughs> but, but, then... <laughs> but, but, um, uh, our little blonde boy. Let's, okay, so our cast of characters, we yes, have, yes, yes. We have uh, Diego Luna as Ray. We have, um... Uh, I, we we had Diego Luna as Ray. We've got uh, Nina Dobrev as Marlo, James Norton as Jamie, Kiersey Clemens as Sophia, and Elliot Page as Courtney. They all have general personalities. Um, a lot of the women are the same character, um, except uh, one of them is fucking Diego Luna, hey, and the other one isn't. Hey. Hey, remember when she brings the guy back to her apartment and they have sex and there's the cut that looks like the dude put his clothes on instantaneously? <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. That's, a, that's our little blonde boy, yes, yes. Yes, they're, 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 well, we have so much to unpack. Let's get into this from the start because I have so many things that I want to talk about that I... I, because you because oh, you both God. forgot your note because you both did not take very uh, a very detailed note on this. I'm so excited to just have so many moments of you just being like, right? Oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Because, yeah all right. So- all right. We we get our we get our I love the uh, the, the the very opening of this movie because it's the cold open of Elliot Page and uh, his little sister. Um, and she's just, his little sister is just like her entire thing is that she loves to smile oh and she my just like God. she this kid fucking loves to smile. She is like looking out this window like she's been hit with the Joker gas <laughs> in every single shot that she's in of this movie. Mm-hmm. Just fucking ear to ear grins on and, this kid. Uh, I am and just like the the yeah. most dead any kid. The, the the easiest call of your life is to just say this kid's gonna be dead before the t- before the title credits. Absolutely and absolutely. Elliot, uh, Elliot Page takes out his. Uh, his fun little, his like, his like, his little flip phone, and it's like, oh, I gotta check this. I gotta check this text. That's message. how we know it's in the past, <laughs> right? And he uses t- he he's like checking it, and then uh, his his sister shouts, "Look out!" And the they careen and they they slam into the back of a truck and careen off the bridge. They just go barreling off the bridge. I just saw I saw Titan uh, last week, or maybe mm-hmm. it was at the beginning of this month. I don't remember, but um, this movie basically starts the exact same way as Titan did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, Elliot Page is gonna 
get get a plate in his brain and fuck a car, I guess, which would be a, a much more interesting movie I than this. I would movie. love that. Yeah, it yeah. also reminds me, if anyone has seen Christian schlock trash modern classic Assassin 33 AD, uh, which is a time-traveling Jesus assassination film, that movie also starts with a guy it's, driving his blonde family who is all, like, smiling ear to ear and then getting pancaked. Uh, pancaked by d- drunk dump truck like, driver. Like, I, I need to run some numbers on this, but I feel like if a movie starts, like, if the very first shot of the movie is... Or within, like, if you are if you are in a car for a long period of time within, like, five shots of the movie starting, there's going to be an accident in which someone is killed. Like, this happens in... Oh, absolutely. This, happens, this absolutely, is the start yeah. of The Final Girls. This is the start of this. Like, it just... It's, yeah. It's yeah, but anyways, so I mean, we we get like a really weird title sequence of like just like like I guess it's supposed to be like neural scan imagery or something while like just a bunch of like sound clips of people talking about out of body or near death experiences. Oh yeah, like, yeah, they're all talking like they've just tried mushrooms for the <laughs> yeah. first time, which yeah. which is a recurrent a fucking recurrent theme through this movie where it just seems like flatlining is exactly the same as taking psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. Um, except it's not ever like the way it's visually telegraphed and it looks nothing like that. It's like, it's, oh my God. it all looks like you're in, you're like having a dream and also you're like a character in one of the Avatar movies. I say one it of looks the like Avatar movies it, as sort of as a being precedent about it. Absolutely. Every, every flatlining sequence looks in this movie like they're imagining themselves as Ryan Gosling in Drive. <laughs> it's got this, um... This weird, like, synth, like, night pop sound to it. They're all driving through the city at night or, like, flying over the city at night. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very fulfilling to me. Right. You know? can, um, I, can I just, before we get deeply into that, can I just, like, just talk about the vibe of this movie? It's um, Totally, yeah. It's so optimistic, and it's so, like, like wide-eyed and, like, wow! I mean, obviously, we say it's a Christian movie, and we are going to continue saying as much. Um... I th- that the vibe, even were it not a horror movie, that vibe would feel outdated in twenty seventeen. Do you know? Like that is a that is a solidly yeah. like a twenty ten like early twenty tens vibe. Yeah, totally. This is not a horror movie. I'm it's gonna not. say it right now. It's not. I, this does not. This does not qualify as a horror. Film. But it's tech. The thing is, it tech. It, it technically is because it has I, horror movie editing I, in two scenes. I guess, yeah, there are horror elements for, like, five seconds, but I would literally describe this more in terms of genre, like a Hallmark movie. Literally oh. a Christian film. Christian yeah. film as a genre. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. um, we, we jump nine years into the future, where Elliot Page is now a doctor in, like, I, scrub, for a long time ago, Scrubs taught me, like, the three stages of being a doctor at a hospital, but uh, I think he's an intern, um, but yeah. either way, he's he's doing his rounds, and um, then we also watch uh, uh, Ray and Marlo uh, argue, like smarmily arguing back and forth, being like, "Well, I know this about this patient. Well, I know this about this patient." Um, That's how you know they're having premarital sex. And then they both are, and then the guy is like, <laughs> starts having the, the guy, the patient that they're talking about is uh, like, he starts coding or something, and then the the resident comes in wearing a black coat instead of a white one to, to signify that she <laughs> That's has, right. To she has higher Stop base it. health and can shoot fireballs. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but uh, the patient's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, d- d- nothing matters. Okay, remember about this movie. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Because Elliot, we, we meet, we just like, this is just like we, we're meeting the whole cast. Like, 
Uh, we, you know, we meet uh, Sophia, whose thing is that she studies so much and hates the fact that there are 12 things about the cranial, 12 different cranial nerves, and she has to memorize them. We meet Jamie, whose introduction thing is hopping off his motorcycle and saying, I have a, I have a Mountain Dew spiked, I have a Mountain Dew spiked with Adderall and a flask full of cappuccino. And when I say flask, I'm talking like a fucking hydro flask full of cappuccino, which is so much coffee. It's a lot of coffee. I'm just like... They they go to like uh, uh, a meeting where they just like talk about a couple of patients and Jack. But ba- this is where we meet. I, I I keep calling him Jack Bauer. Keeper Sutherland is there. Please keep calling him Jack Bauer because it's Jack, insane. Jack Bauer it- is there with like some fucking like Christopher Lloyd Back to the Future type hair. Like no no, His no it's not that. It's, it's, it's um it's it's Beethoven. He's got Beethoven hair. Yeah, totally. They they just got the Party City spray can of like white coloring and just went to town just, on this. They, they just redressed the Rhaegar wig from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had it on retainer. Yeah. Um, and uh, they he there all the do- all the doctors are like just not very good at uh, answering the doctors' questions. Then Diego Luna pipes up and ha- with the right answer, and Jack Bauer slams his cane on the table and is mad about it. Um, yeah, it's sure. it's it's fine. Um, we see, there's another, there's another complete, like, this movie has some of the worst regard for patient life that I have. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. There, there isn't too much of them actually doing doctoring, but, like, uh-huh. the first time we see them doing doctoring is Diego Luna and Marlo arguing about, like, one-upping each other and refusing to check the patient's charts because they're like, well, I have this all committed to memory, and then having to rely on the resident. Then we get, um... Jamie, the the trust fund kid, walks into the walks into a room and is like, "All right," and like slaps on a glove. Is like, "Time for your testicular exam." And the patient is like clearly showing signs of, "What the fuck are you doing? Do not touch me!" And like, not in a way that, like, clearly not in a way that you would resist a testicular exam if you were, uh, like, if you knew you had one ordered for you, right? Um, right. Like. But he he like does it anyways, and then he then the then the a nurse comes in and is like this guy does not need a testicular exam. He needs like a a, a cranial exam or something. Yeah. Right, then, right, right, right. Yeah. And then Jamie walks out of the room, and Diego Luna is like chuckling at the computer and be like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I gave you the wrong information. Can't believe I messed that up. Oopsies." And it's like that's mm-hmm. a sexual harassment uh, suit, like immediately. Like Absolutely. a hospital, like hospital, I, hospitals definitely do have coffers for like malpractice suits. Hospitals sure, are not right. coming. Hospitals are probably not coming to your ass to to help your ass for a sexual harassment case like that. I no, think we should like not. not think about this movie as it ex- would like as it is reflective of the real world, and think of it as reflective of filmmaking in general. Yes, and script writing. <laughs> you know, yeah, because. Uh, because this joke, a version of this joke, uh, exists in many movies that are similar to this. Right. Like um, I, I think this joke. I th- I'm pretty sure this joke exists in Scrubs. Like I love Scrubs. Right. 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 But this movie. Is, but like the thing is that this movie is also t- this movie also like embroils itself so much in like proper doctoral ethics. Like like Marlowe's entire does Mar- it? Marlo's entire. I don't even think it? that's it. I, I just think it doesn't. It's it's just a, it's just a poor simulacrum of a joke, you know. It's I like, guess so. It's it's, it's, it's just like, like the as, thing is that, like the as if a shape shifting alien could become a joke. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I, I get I get you. Absolutely, I just like yeah. I feel like if it is Marlowe's entire like character plot. Like I don't know if you heard the air quotes I put around that one, but I 
I, I registered yes. I did. Um, her entire like plot is about like doctor morality things, and sure. it, it just mm-hmm. I feel like it is inviting questions that it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, Sarah, it's fine. Be, it's I. I he lives it. on the boat. I paid zero attention to any character details because I was like, your story is not going to affect the plot of this movie. Yeah, because, like, at this point point of this movie, I'm like, these characters... Almost all of these characters are going to die. Like, maybe maybe one of them will live, but everybody is If only. Like, thinking about the potential for character death in this movie... Has me like that image of the emoji with the hands where it's throwing them up like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> That's char- how this whole film makes me feel. So, so like, the, th- the plot thrust gets us to the direction where we are um, under the hospital. Elliot Page is uh, leading um, other character. Is it the... It's it's Jamie, and the thing is that like as, as Elliot Page leads Jamie down to the hospital, he's like they built a second hospital down here in case of the underneath top- our hospital. Right. it never it's, gets used. It's just it's just uh, it's Catholic uh, Symphony of the Night. It's just the second hospital upside down underneath the first hospital. God, <laughs> like famously yeah. American, like famously the uh, the uh, the a ma- a major problem with the American health system is getting beds filled. You know, right? Like. Like, every hospital, like, on purpose tries to fill itself to capacity all the time. Um, Imagine going to the fucking hospital and they're like, oh, we're out of bed space. We gotta take you down to the fucking, <laughs> the like, Avengers secret hospital. hospital. But you yeah, know we what? gotta take you down to the Resident Evil Umbrella Lab where we have these it's flat fucking, it's, the fucking, it's the fucking Link to the Past Dark World of Hospital. And also, there's no dust on anything. Everything looks fucking immaculate like they built it yesterday. Um, well, the, you, there are still people coming down there to clean. Remember, yeah. they have, because they have to um, they have to coordinate their flatlining sessions with when the janitors are going to be down there <laughs> and why, the security guards. Why, why if the secret hospital never get never get used? Why clean? To why keep clean the secret off. hospital never get used? <laughs> you never know. You never know when it's going to be needed. I guess <sighs> I don't know. But, but in any case, but so Elliot Page explains your brain keeps taking. Uh, unlike Elliot's like, and unlike every other organ, the brain keeps going for a couple of minutes after you die. Why is that? I want to medically die and met you monitor my brain and then resuscitate me. Um, and then uh, Sophia shows up and is like, "What's going on? This this is so weird." Ah, and um. So Elliot Page knocks himself out, and at this point, like the thing is that I'm sorry to get so into the weeds on character motivation here, but this is really it. It's just it's nothing makes sense in this movie in many ways. Like so, Jamie's character, Jamie is the trust fund kid, and he's painted to be like not really a bit like devil may care about this. Like he is like just kind of like doing it and making just like doing the job, you know, clocking and clocking out. He's not like shooting for the stars about this or anything. Right, because he's got the he got the cushion of like all the money that his you know his family has, um. But the thing is that Elliot Page like dangles a carrot of like ooh this could be your ticket to residency and um and then like knocks himself out with some like sleeping some with some anesthetic and Sophia like turns to Jamie and is like Jamie you don't you don't have to do this we can just tell him that we did it we knocked him out well and then we'll just when he wakes up we say yeah we killed you and then revived you here's your brain scan um but then I guess Jamie is so motivated about this about the carrot of residency that he decides to go through with it 
I really... It's plot. It's just a plot device. Like, you, the yeah, thing, like, the thing is... These the characters is, are hollow shells. The thing is, this is... this is. I'm sorry to, like, fucking script doctor this. It's just so much better if you swap this around. Because Sophia is, like, shown to be, like, like busting her ass, tr- like, super late in the library, trying to memorize her cranial nerves or whatever. And we find out later that she has, like, a super, like demanding mom in terms of academic performance, it would make perfect sense for her to be like drawn in by the carrot of, 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 of residency and then have Jamie mm-hmm. be like, well, I mean, I guess if you're fucking doing it, I guess I have to help. But sure. It, it just, it feels like an absolute fucking no brainer that kills me. Yeah, the thing is like, but it, it's consistent. Like if this movie made a good decision, I would be shocked. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're so Okay, okay. all right, all right, all right. Hands to the wall. Give me, each of you, one good decision that this wow. film makes. Can I say casting, casting Elliot, Elliot Page? Page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally Cause I, cause it. Because I immediately thought, it. I was like, what was the one moment in this film that felt successful to me? And it was when Elliot Page was reacting to that really milquetoast scare that he gets in his bathroom at one point like the scare is very boring i mean it's fine it's boring it should have been more but he you know he goes i think no one really... would ever accuse him of not trying to act you know i think, sure, you, are really, totally, I think yeah. you are really really underestimating the scare potential of like imagine if you walked like imagine if you walked into your room but and i'm talking so... about horror movie scares like like you want blood and guts is the thing i, like, ge- I guess and... so i'm just saying like you are like this movie the... doesn't exist in the real world it exists in the world of horror movies fine fine okay i mean no it doesn't though this is not a horror movie. Oh, no it doesn't but it's it's trying to do that it's not yeah. trying to exist in the real like it's attempt it's like it's failing and it ends up in a christian cinema uh which is <laughs> <laughs> Which is my um uh, uh uh if I was a drag political drag queen of in, from Arizona, my name would be Christian Cinema. Um, I would have like a non <laughs> Jesus thing going on. Um, Fuck yes. that's great. Yeah. love that. Yeah. Anyway, Kirsten, what a disgusting name that is. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's keep going. Um, I I. Yeah, so it, it ends up somewhere else, but it's trying to act... So I'm, I'm trying to meet it on... Again, I'm trying to meet it on some terms. Like, okay, you want to be a horror movie? Let's see how fucking good you do at it. It doesn't get there, but this is what it's trying to do. And for a horror movie, that scare is dog shit and very boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I really think that he is... Probably the only good thing about this film, like yeah. on any on any possible metric, I think the only scene that inspires any sort of tension is one that's coming up pretty immediately. Yeah, yep. Where he where he flatlines for the first time and they have to try to bring him back and there's this sense of urgency about it. Yep, because it's just and then, those, and then yeah, yeah, and then they try to do that with every character and it never feels as satisfying <laughs> as the first time. Because so. because we already know that it fucking rules. Like because because. So, like, yeah, there's that panic, and, um, there's, um, Ellie Page is having this whole dream sequence during it, and there's, like, real tension. It's like, yeah. oh my god, are we gonna kill someone the first time we try to do this? Um. But they don't. And they don't. The fact um, that nobody fucking dies on the resuscitation table makes me so unreal. mad. Unreal. Like, it would be the place to do it. I mean, they just decided like, that they didn't want to kill anyone except Elliot Page in this movie. 
And, and it makes so like it makes no sense for that character to die because that character is at this point we open with this character right you know? this is like, the protagonist they are they're... our main character and they die way too late in the movie to feel like a sort of like ominous first kill right it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't feel like the rug gets pulled it doesn't I don't feel like the rug like like I don't know I'm trying to think like uh, I'm sorry to keep going to the Game of Thrones well but like when Ned Stark dies mm-hmm. like Ned is very much sure. like the protagonist of the first book as much as there is a protagonist to that first book and him sure. getting killed is like really like whoa what the fuck <laughs> I thought this guy I thought I was with this guy for the long haul I thought this guy was gonna be here for the next like four or five books um, right yeah but like it's Elliot Page's death does not feel like a whoa that changes the game it just feels like a like a what <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it's literally what? like they were—they were literally like, okay, we marketed this as a horror movie. We have to kill somebody, right? Like that's how it feels to me. And I think if you really wanted to make an argument about it, you could say that the fact that Elliot Page is like waiting at the afterlife at the end. Uh, I mean, it, the, that the part is that, okay. Fuck, we, so, okay, we we have to go through this chronologically. So, 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 okay, okay. So, so here it is. Here it is. So, like the thing about Elliot Page dying and all that is that. It ups the stakes for all the other characters in this narrative, sure. but you don't care about any of the other characters. Right. Like, no one gives a shit. And so here's my pitch for you for the next Flatliners remake. Okay. We get we get Elliot Page in it again, because fuck it, why not? Right. And it is instead a sort of Weekend at Bernie's type film where <laughs> they flatline Elliot Page for the first time. He dies right, right up away. at the front. Yeah. And the entire rest of the movie is them being like, oh fuck, we killed this resident. Now we have to make it look like he's still alive. And yes! so the flatlining takes a complete backseat to the comedy of errors of trying to make it seem like this corpse is still up and functioning. I think you should write skits for like a sketch it di- like sketch teams or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, right. that is that is you should be on the you should be writing for I think you should leave season 3. Yeah, that's I a, should that, be. I should that be. That is a, that is 100% uh uh true skit. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. So, hey, if you're out there uh t- Tim Robbins, Tim Robinson, whoever, uh hit me up. My DMs are open. I will exclusively write really shitty horror film parodies for your show, and people will love it. It'll be fun. So, so what happens next is that uh, Elliot Page dies, but it comes back to life. It's fine. Um, and then, like, this just, like, gets everyone in the same room, because, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. We have to talk about Elliot Page's Superman <laughs> flying over the city out-of-body experience. Right. Cause, really okay, because what happens is Elliot dies, and, like, the camera, like, pans up on his, like, like limp face as he's, like, lying there dead. And, like, the camera pulls up, and then it goes through, like, a couple of floors, and we see, like, a patient Oh, my God. It, like, in. goes through the floors. It, like, goes up into the ceiling, the like, helipad. comes out of somebody in, like, brain surgery, and, like, like, up out of their brain, like, jigsaw. It goes up into the helipad. It's, it, and it's then it, like, like, starts, like, swinging around, like, <sighs> like he's playing fucking Spider-Man for the Spider-Man yeah, it turns out if you flatline, you just get cast in the Spider-Man remake. God, that's honest, why that's honestly, why if, that's why Elliot Page had to die in this movie because his character is coming back in the Spider-Man if, Far if, From Home if or I, whatever. If, yes. if, flat, if flatlining gave me the ability to like for five minutes I could like do Spider-Man 2 video games swinging around at my city, I would do it in a heartbeat. You would do it. You would do it. Yeah. Okay. So so let's get it. Let's get a tally here, based on what we see only in this film. Would you or would you not flatline if the option was available? No. No. Both I mean, of you say no. 
Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I wouldn't even do most hard, like, or any hard drugs with the normal consequences that they have. And there's not even guaranteed death when you do most hard drugs. True. But, here's, okay, so so let me sweeten the deal. If you could flatline and knew that you would be brought back without a problem, would you do it? I might Probably get killed. Not. I might get killed by, like, a childhood, go- like, I don't know, like, but, I, I can- but... <laughs> You know how to solve it. You know that all you have to do is go say you're sorry to somebody. So sure. then you're just rolling around having had an out-of-body experience and having taken the fucking limitless pill. So I don't know. I'm pretty 50-50 on it. I'm not going to commit to saying yes, but I'm also not going to say no. I'll be honest. That is so brave of you. I I'm, <laughs> I think it is just a part of my personality. I'm not a gambling man. Um uh-huh. I'm, I'm very risk averse. Um, so if there's like any possible consequences, I tend to not take any action. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Do we want to, we should, we should keep rolling through this. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's. Yeah. So, so yeah, everyone just shows up because like Diego Luna gets called down because uh, Sophia and Jamie are not good enough at the resuscitation. So they have to call in a professional. Um, and then uh, Marla, the fifth character, just shows up and, because she followed Diego Luna, I guess. And I was like, I'm here now. The, I'm part of this plot. Um, but so, like, we just cut to uh, Elliot Page in his apartment, like, in a bathrobe, just, like, talking about the experience. And, like, it feels like... It feels like... This was the point of my notes when I said this feels like a Christian movie because it feels like, like, fucking Colton Burpo... Like I saw yes. a God moment. Like I, I was on, yeah. Like like that movie that came out a couple of years ago about a kid who like falls in the ice and like almost dies and like sees God about it. And one of the guys from Criminal Minds was in it. Like it just genuinely feels sure, sure, like sure. the way the way that, specifically the way that he is talking about what he saw on the other side feels so Jesusy. Yeah, I said in my notes that this felt weirdly sentimental, and then that the only two modes this movie ever operates in are either David Fincher slash Christopher Nolan movie or or Hallmark film. Like, those are the two modes this film ping-pongs between for the entire runtime. And this is, like, peak Hallmark. Like, oh, I went to the other side. It was beautiful. I I was in Spider-Man 2, and I loved it. (laughs) Alfred Molina was there. Yeah, just a really bizarre choice. Like... This is a movie that doesn't really have a reason to exist in the first place, which is not necessarily bad, because I think, like I said, you can make a good remake or a reboot or whatever. Absolutely. But you can't help but feel that, like, nobody involved with this production really knew what to do with it. Because yes. it can never it can never quite commit to a tone or even a visual style or a fucking editing style for that fact. So like, yeah, it's, it's just always all over the place and it's never consistent in the slightest. And I think this scene of him describing this is really the first, like if you're not already pretty wary about where this film is going, this is a pretty large <laughs> red flag. Right. I think. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's it, it, suddenly this film is too optimistic for a horror movie. It's too uh-huh. optimistic for its subject matter as well. Like, and, and like it's it the the like level of euphoria removes any stakes because we don't ever get that sort of. I mean, even when we do, it doesn't feel all that connected. That sort of like, oh no, the high is coming down. 
oh shit, here are the consequences. Well, like, like, what consequences did anyone, like, what are the consequences that anybody in this movie faces as a result of flatlining? Like, like, as a result of I mean, Elliot Page dies, but that's, yeah, that's Elliot, pretty Elliot much Elliot Page it. dies, Marlo gets put on probation for lying about Doctor Report, Nothing Jamie happens. gets his hand stabbed? Jamie, question mark? Jamie gets, yeah, but a small price to pay for wife and child because he's now a family man. Um, I guess, and Sophia, yeah. Nothing happened to Sophia whatsoever. Like, I mean, she got some good dick, but like, that's pretty much <laughs> that, it. I guess that is, yeah. a con- that is a consequence. Like, that did happen as a result of the flatliner zing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so we 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 got we Elliot Page is high on mushrooms and also like high on life because he's you know seen God now or what the fuck ever. Um, mm. they, we go to the next day and he's like, he's happier. He's like absolutely cracked in his meetings. He's like answering all he's the questions. He's baked six loaves of bread overnight. Right. He baked yeah. so much bread. He like, he can play, he can play Debussy's Claire, Claire de Lune by Debussy. Um, yeah, it's Debussy. And they're like, how is yeah. he, how is he playing the piano now? And it's just, it's just fucking, it's just the fucking Simpsons, uh, Planet of the Apes musical, the... Uh, can I play piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. Yeah, um, totally. Um, it's it's so um like under. I know I said earlier that we're treating it. I, I want to see this movie as a horror movie and not as something like comparing it to the real world. But to compare it to the real world, this would be the moment where you're like, "Are you having a manic episode right now?" Like. Like, this is not like you, and it seems like, like, maybe you're doing well, but you're doing well a lot. Or maybe, like, an- <laughs> another, another, maybe, like, another possible direction for this movie to go, like, this, maybe, like, Elliot Page dies, and, like, a different person came, like, literally a different person. Like, they say, he's like a different person, maybe something with the idea of, he literally is a different person now, or something. Yeah. Nope, I don't know. Nope, nope, it's just, it's just cool to be high on life. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so th- later that night, uh, we we get some consequences of the of the flatliner zing. Um, I will never call it flatlining; it's flatliners ing. Um, yeah, fla- flatlining course. is just when you're in the hospital and you die. Like that's that's what yeah. flatlining is. Um, yeah. The, as a result of the flatliner zing, uh, Elliot starts to get some bad night visions, and like there is a like a forty five degree angle shot of Elliot Page like staring at his bathtub as like water the Dutch angle. Over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like and it like it's I feel like I just got transported to Battlefield Earth temporarily and like <laughs> the one canted angle in this movie. The single it's so good. one. Like they don't make it a so motif funny. a cinematograph a cinematographic motif or anything. Uh, like it's it it just feels so out of place. It just feels like well this is what happens in horror movies. You have a canted angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, I love, I love these little moments where it's like, oh, we hired, it's as if they hired a, a, a horror editor, but a horror editor who only knew how to make vines or TikToks, you know, because it's <laughs> that length of time for scenes that are actually, uh-huh. right. you know, have any feeling of being so- vaguely scary. Yeah, so I'm looking at the editor for this movie. His name is Tom Elkins. Some of his other films include The Haunting in Connecticut, White Noise 2, uh, what I believe is a Wrong Turn remake that came out this year, Mm. Uh, Annabelle, the Child's Play remake from 2019, and who could forget classic Ron Howard Tom Hanks movie Inferno, the sequel to The Da Vinci Code. 
Well, I think I know which one of those is informing this one. And I think yeah. it might be the last, I'm gonna, last one. I, I'm going I'm to come, come out and say it. The Da Vinci Code, those movies, I, I kind of like them. Like, I, I remember such the first an one being alright. <laughs> I don't think that they're like great or anything, but like I think Angels and Demons is like a fun romp. Like it's two ish wait, hours. Wait, no, Angels, Angels and Demons is the second one. I think Inferno. Yeah, the Inferno's third the third one. one right? Yeah. The oh, fact dude. that either both of you know this. Who are you people? <laughs> I definitely it's, when it's I was like Tom Hanks. When, Tom Hanks has an irresistible charm. What can I say? Yeah, when I was like <laughs> uh, when I was like chrome. twelve or thirteen, twelve uh-huh. or thirteen, and looking for like action adventure movies to watch with my friends, I definitely watched those first two Da Vinci Code movies. I have no memory of them except that Ewan McGregor is in Angels and Demons, and I only remember that because I was really into Star Wars. Angels at the time, and the, the so. climax of Angels and Demons is so funny because it's like it's the Pope <laughs> taking a helicopter with a tube of antimatter that is about to collide with matter to create an explosion, and he flies the helicopter as high as he possibly can, and then parachutes out of it and lets the helicopter explode over the fucking. Um, where the fuck is where the fuck is the Vatican? It, it's the it's the Rome. square. It's the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican. Yeah, it's the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. The, that movie fucking rules. I'm sorry. I <laughs> feel like maybe you're selling me on rewatching these. Is the thing? I like. I was listening to. I was listening to a, uh, an episode. Of, I, I've been re-listening to the uh, uh, the Shrieking Shocks uh, book seven episodes, and they talk about uh-huh. uh, the Da Vinci Code in one of them, and I'm like. Oh, I kind of want to rewatch Angels and Demons now. <laughs> oh God bless. Yeah. Um. Where Where was I? Where was I? Uh. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Angels and Demons could have been the subtitle for this movie. <laughs> so Elliot Page. Yeah, Elliot Page has some bad night visions, but nothing really happens. Um. We just kind of like hard cut from. I don't really remember the scene prior, but like we hard cut from something that is not related to Jamie in the middle of his flatliner zing. Um, uh-huh. he's, like, riding a motorcycle down, like, the city streets, like, just blasting down the highway, and, uh, then all of a sudden there's a babe on his back who kind of looks like Amy Poehler and Christian Dra- or, uh, Rachel Dratch's love child, um, mm-hmm. and, like, he, he, least, like, yeah, yeah. he, he, like, rides his bike into the, off the highway into the city and, like, has to slow down and there's no more lights and it looks more grim and then his, ba- his hot, his hot GF disappears off the back of his bike, like, she got Thanos snapped. Um, and then I think there's like a little bit of baby crying, maybe, and then he gets res- he gets resuscitated. Sure. Um, yeah. This is about the time that I realized this was a PG-13 movie and had an absolute meltdown in the car. Yeah, I um, like like around here, especially after the stuff with Elliot Page in the bathroom, I was like, this this reeks of a PG-13 film. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, so. yeah. The thing is, PG-13 horror movies don't need to be like this. Like you could well. You- it- this is you, not a horror movie. This is a well, PG thirteen Christian movie, well, which, yes. by the Christian movie standards, is pretty racy. I gotta say. Uh, th- then yes, then yes. You know what? The um, I guess hats off. I guess we do have to hand it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I just want to. I, uh, I, I just pulled up the movie because I want to watch this. This because my my notes is there was an insane cut from. You're gonna have to be more specific because right. this entire movie is insane cut. So yeah. Uh, Jamie gets <laughs> so Jamie gets resuscitated. He's fine. He flatliners, and then like some like like some fucking free te- like some free royal some royalty free techno music starts playing, and like we cut we just immediately cut to him in the middle of like waking up from being dead, uh, to 
him and everyone having a rager in Elliot Page's apartment, and like, oh my he, god, he, like Elliot Page and Jamie are like going absolutely ape shit. They're like, they're like Elliot Page, like fucking like spider monkeys him, and like starts kissing him, and like it starts hailing, and they are outside and run around, and if they 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 fucking. The, Elliot Page says, "I want to convert this into a into a loft or something," and they just like start breaking down they just his break wall. down the wall in his apartment. Yeah. Once again, are you okay? This seems like you're having a manic episode. <laughs> like yeah, this entire I'd... thing, this entire thing just feels like this entire scene just feels like the um the the Jack Bensinger uh uh heartwarming every every once a week this subway lays off all of its employees so that this immunocompromised man can dance in the in the establishment. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it really is. Like it's, this, it's, this has this has Jonkers has invented a new liquid vibes like at reeking off of it. But they they <laughs> so Jamie and Elliot Page run out into the street and party in the hail. And one of the one of the other characters says we should bottle flatlining. Um, yeah. Uh, that should have been what the fucking uh, plot of this movie is: is Kiefer Sutherland starts selling a drug that lets you flatline, and then everyone in the world. Like the happening style starts experiencing trauma demons question mark and mm-hmm. everyone has to be nice and forgive each other. See Morgan, you understand franchising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the 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 point the point of this movie is that they didn't go big enough. Like that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. The whole world the whole world should be flatlining so everybody learns how to forgive. There should be. There should be a terrorist in this movie, like like John Travolta needs to play a terrorist in this film who steals the flatlining drug and he's like, oh, I'm evil and I'm going to make people flatline, but I'm actually the good guy because then they have to forgive each other and the world will be a better a better place. Exactly. And that's that's my pitch for Flatliners Three: Flatline Returns. You um, you get it, like you yeah, like yeah, that's a movie. It's a movie. It's more of a movie than this was, where fucking nothing happens and no one means anything. I, I think. To I me. think one of the. I think one of the things that's really hampering our impression of this movie is the fact that, like, immediately after it, we decided to watch Final Destination three, and I just, no. I, mean, I, I was falling asleep. Do not get me wrong. This movie fucking sucks huge ass. I'm just saying that, like, I think my perception of it is making it a little bit worse because I watched. Mo- I watched God's gift to cinema of of, of Final Destination three after it. <laughs> I mean, it certainly doesn't do Flatliners any favors, right? right? But I think I think all of the problems I have with this film are like things that were occurring to me as I was right. Watching no, for it. sure. Same. Same. I, I, I'm I'm pretty much going off of my complaints, off of my bitching from my notes. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, totally. My pers- my it's ever like this movie is already like in the toilet. It's just getting flushed a little bit by like. Just imagine if Frankie Cheeks had been able to flatline. <laughs> like, what would that guy get up to? Uh huh. Uh-huh. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking I mean, if anything, I'm the control here because I was falling asleep while um, uh, Final Destination 3 was having and had to leave 30 minutes in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to see the, the tanning bed scene, though. I just had to. Um, it's pretty good. The cut, the thing about Final Destination 3 is that the cut from the tanning beds to the coffins has 1,000 times more artistic merit than literally anything from Flatliners. I yeah, like just, know! Just in the fucking stratosphere. <laughs> I know! It is... Okay, let's keep going. I don't want, I don't want another <laughs> three-hour uh, episode. <laughs> sure. So, it's Marlo's turn to flatline next, and she wants to go for a minute longer than Jamie because she's competitive, and her flatline is that she's on a horse. Why? 
Why does she have to go for longer? It doesn't do anything. Makes it better. Girls it's... rock. <laughs> uh, again, again with, there's also, before we get to Marlo's flatline, uh, Jamie has some, Jamie does some rogue doctoring. Like, he, like, some, a resident comes in and is like, who administered this patient's, you know, XYZ drug? And Jamie is like, uh, I did. And the doctor says, whose approval? And he said, sorry, I guess I'll get it next time. Which would, like, that... That kind of behavior in a hospital would definitely get you, like, written up. Like, you're going home for the day, but the doctor is just like, hmm, you saved his life. Nice job. Yeah, it's fine. You're you're going around here acting like Ace Ventura, but you saved this <laughs> yeah, person's you, life, you, so you, it's all you, good. You've, oh, you flatliner? Oh, I see, okay, I see the sticker on the badge that says you have received your flatliner. Your, your, your yeah, flatliner, your flatliner <laughs> certification. <laughs> <laughs> see... Okay, I can't I can't get onto a sequel tangent, but like what if this movie was about the hospital finding out that Kiefer Sutherland was flatlining and they said, Okay, we want all of our employees to be operating at one hundred and ten percent capacity at all time and so they did mandatory <laughs> flatlining and then that became the plot of the movie. That like be like it's sort of a, a capitalism commentary where it's like uh-huh. Oh, you, you, you have to die to work harder. Right. You uh-huh. know? And that's kind of the crux. So so uh-huh. so so Marlo like like I said, Marlo has her flatliners and uh her her flatliners vision is that she is on a horse and getting applauded by everyone and she's playing cello and getting applauded by everyone and she's doing swimming really good but then the swimming turns to bad because murderer appears at the bottom of the murderer pool. and then this is where i stopped taking notes i saw murderer in the pool and i was like all right that's it and then there's also yeah fair like, fucking up this is one of the few scenes that i think actually is effective because like like we we like cut we like cut to her point of view and she sees murder at the bottom of the pool and then we cut to like from beneath her looking up and she's wearing her doctor's coat again and there's like a bunch of jellyfish above her in a scene that's like really i i think it's actually really affecting um maybe it's just that i saw fi- finding nemo too many times at too young an age and was traumatized by the jellyfish scene but i digress um well i think at least at the very least the jellyfish are an interesting choice yeah well, the th- um, but the thing is, they're not even an interesting choice because they're literally prop plot relevant later. Like, it's just like, it's not even like metaphorical symbology. It's literal symbology. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, uh, man, it looks cool, though. It's yeah. boring, though. Uh, but she, she, <laughs> she also has a vision of being in a warehouse and she sees a corpse in the warehouse. I have no idea what this, like, because like the thing, like, I feel like almost all the locations that they use in this have like some significance to the characters. Like, like, you know, Elliot Page goes to that bridge that his sister died on. And, like, you know, um, uh, uh, Sophia, like, we see her house and, like, her room where her mom yells at her. And she's just, like, mm-hmm. chilling in a warehouse for no real reason. But there's a corpse there. It's fine. She wakes up. Um, then, like, Sophia has a, a, a conversation with her mother and then shows up after, like... Later on, everyone's chilling on the roof, and Sophia shows up. And is like, "I'm going flat. I'm flatlinersing right now. It's my turn." And Diego Luna's like, "No, no more flatlining." And everyone's like, "Uh, uh, yeah, okay, dude. Uh, sure." And so, yeah. Sophia gets the flatliners. Uh, Sophia has her flatliner. She has a memory of like her family's estate and her mom being an asshole to her. And uh, she also has a memory of a classmate being better than her. And then we see. Sophia hacking. Her are, she she's the fact that they, she exists as a character is like insulting to characters everywhere. Yeah, this is this is a this is an affront to USA Television Network. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sophia has Sophia remembers like 
it looks like they're in a high school science lab, which really makes the like this looks like it's in middle or high school, which really makes oh the, my god, I forgot about the con- this. It really makes the content of this more upsetting because like uh, Sophia leaks her classmates' nudes because her classmate is like way more epic than her at school. Um, but it's it's it's. Yeah, and that's her. That's her guilty thing that she's got a conscience about. Fine, uh, whatever. They, 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 God, they resurrect her, and uh, they have to like because they have to like get out of there really fast because the uh, the the um, the police are coming or the cops or the, the cleaning janitors, staff. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she they they resurrect her they get her out it's fine um fucking like some break core shit starts playing and it's like i'm just like fucking jamming out to this as they're like speeding out of the hospital trying not to get caught and they just like they just right there's like a car chase in this movie there's like a little yeah. bit of a car chase but they just don't it doesn't really matter because they just go to a party about it sure why not um, Elliot, Elliot Page sees his dead, uh, the ghost of his dead sister at the party, uh, and then Sophia drags Jamie away from the party to go back to her house and fuck. Um, I, they, they go into her room and there is like, we, we see them fucking and then we cut to outside, just outside the room where we can hear them loudly having sex as Sophia's mom is pounding on the door being like, Sophia, you better not be fucking in there. And, <laughs> and there is, there is, I, I'm going to just like. I'm just gonna look at the scene real quick myself, just because I wanna I wanna experience the cut again because it is it is glorious. Uh... It's there's there's what what happens in my memory of it is that they're 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 fucking in here and then it cuts away to her mom and she's like knocking on the door, but then it cuts uh, yeah. You, you, and it's he's Editing. wearing a pink shirt. So for a second, yeah. like oh, genuinely, this is we rewound it and watched it twice. He's wearing a pink shirt. So for a second, it looks like oh, and he's like a blonde ginger. Um, so it looks like oh no, he just came out totally like fuck flushed and uh, shirtless. And then you're like oh no, you're wearing clothes. Well, you got dressed extremely quickly because the thing yeah. is, the thing is, we we cut back and forth between Sophia's mom banging on the door and like an angled shot of Jamie and an angled shot of Sophia as they're like mid fuck. And then, like, the last mm-hmm. thing we get is, like, so, like Sophia, we get a shot of her, and her mom says, Sophia! And, like, Sophia makes, like, a quirky face. Like, that... <laughs> she makes, like, a quirky, like, almost like a... Just, like, a quirky face about it, and is like... Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's a hard cut from that to uh, Jamie walking out, having just fucked... Having just cummed his clothes back on. He it's literally like, comes his clothes back on. It's like Venom, right? Like, it just came out of him and reassembled in the form of clothes over his body. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> and then, and then he, and then she's, and then Sophia says, hey, I'm, I'm moving out. You can't stop me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't stop me from fucking. I fuck now. Yeah. Like, that's literally her character arc in this. She just fucks. Right. Like, that's, yeah. that's the only thing different. And I guess, like, get it, girl. But also, like, again, this get is it? like. Yeah, it's. But, I mean, it's the 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 ways this movie is. It's the, this movie is not morally a Christian film. It's just <sighs> vibes a Christian film. Yeah, right? sure, sure. Because because hey, has it, Elliot Page beefed it yet? No, or is he we still haven't gotten there yet. Point. Okay. I think that has to be the next thing, right? No, what happens next is uh, oh, Marlo God, confesses God. that she did a murder. Oh god, that's fucking so boring. It's like, oh my god, you did a murder, and I was like, oh my god, actual things are gonna happen in this movie. And right. she's like, I did, is, a, like, I did a malpractice on a 
on a patient. Right. Um, she she like, mixed okay, up. She, she mixed up and she like mixed up medication, which is like obviously not a good thing for a doctor to do. But like also, this is a thing that happens in meta in the field of medicine. Yeah. Like this yeah. is de- like she definitely had to eat a malpractice suit about this, but like, like the the. I don't know. The way that it is presented, it makes it seem as though she is... It makes like, it seem like she, like, killed somebody. Like, like, like took a knife yeah. and just gutted them, uh, right? And it's well, not... Yeah, I'll, I'll, there's... I'll, jump, I'll jump forward, like, a half hour about this movie. Because, like, we get this scene where she is, like, I gave him the wrong medicine. I didn't check that he, he had some other thing in his system that, like, interacted poorly with the medicine I gave him and it killed him. And then, like, we jump forward a half hour later where Diego Luna, like, shows up to her house and is like, Hey, so I looked into this guy. His name, the guy, the patient's name was, like, Cyrus, I believe. Um, and is like, hey, I looked into Cyrus's information. You, there's some stuff in here you didn't tell me about. And like, we, I, I fully expected this scene to be like, you killed this guy on purpose because of X, Y, or Z. But it just turned out that she, the the reveal is that she lied on her report to avoid a malpractice suit. Um, yeah, which is like definitely like it's a slight escalation from what happened before, but it's like not a really compelling third act escalation of this character's wrongdoings. Uh, yeah, no, so like the not. the conscious wrongdoing therein is a uh, liar instead of murderer, right? You know? And there's a way there's a way you could do this. Like, uh, I felt like they just didn't want to actually make her dislikable. You know, it's like, right. oh, we can't have her do something that's actually like, morally, it, I guess, uh, questionable. Um, we have to have it because it's a hundred percent accidental, right? Like, but it, she's lived with this uh, this crushing guilt about it that she's for two so months private. Two- Two yeah. months of guilt. Two yeah. months. Like, like the thing is that like everyone else has guilt that has built up. Like Elliot Page is is his dead daughter or dead dead sister who died nine years ago. Like Jamie's is is like a, a woman who he like impregnated and left like six ish years ago based on the age of her kid. Um, uh, Sophia's is someone that she wronged in high school, and Marlo's is two months ago. I killed a guy on accident. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate, right? Right. right. Like, I don't want to belittle that. But uh, as a narrative, um, uh, 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 t- like, point, it, like, it's it's so fucking flaccid. It's just so limp, and it's gotten cold sitting outside the microwave for too long, um, and it looks really pathetic and pale and gray. It's like a bad Hot Pocket in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, Would you say it's flatlined? <laughs> it's flatlined. It is absolutely flatlined. This um, we th- this conflict is dead. <laughs> we get an, we get an, a ridiculously edited like we we get like a ridiculously edited scene of Elliot Page remembering the accident that killed his sister because it's like when I say ridiculously edited, it's like there is like what was obviously done in one shot uh, a shot of him just like sitting on the on like looking overlooking the br- like sitting on the or standing on the side of the bridge that like the accident happened on and looking over it and like looking forlorn and melancholic and just like remembering like the mistake that you know the mistake of being so on his damn phone that killed his sister um did we mm-hmm. n- did, did we see him on the phone in the opening sequence or was that a reveal here i think i think we saw him, i think we saw him on the phone in the opening sequence but okay because 
I thought this was I thought this was a reveal, but I think I also I may did, have just but I wasn't sure. The, the thing is, yeah, yeah, I can't trust my own memory on those kinds of things. I was too busy thinking about the incredibly smiling child who was about to get <laughs> pulverized and you, I didn't notice. Either any way, bones. like the the edit like there is like this just one clearly what is one shot of Elliot Page just like looking over the bridge and leaning over it, like and it's just interspersed with cuts with like four or five cuts of the car accident scene that we already saw at the start of the movie, which is just such, it's just edited so strangely. Like the way that it is Mm -hmm. intercut does not feel like organic at all. Like it feels so fucking jarring. I know this, I know this is like a nitpick in the grand scheme of things, but the editing in this movie is fucking awful. The editing in this movie is bad. If you notice how bad the editing in a movie is, then they have fucked up beyond all recognition because editing is, Editing's the one part of a movie you're not supposed to, like, take account of. Right, like, yeah. If it's, if it's doing its job, you will never notice that it's happening. And so the minute they do it and it fucks up, it, it's it's irreparable, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it is, it, it's crossed the line. Yeah. So we still have not reached uh, Elliot Page dying, because what's Ugh. next is Jamie uh, having... we The reveal that Jamie does actually, in fact, live on a boat. Uh, and He lives on the boat. <laughs> And he uh, is there's it's so there's, funny that he lives on the boat. He's being haunted. <laughs> Ooh, he sees a blonde. He sees that blonde babe in his bed. That he hears a baby crying. Ooh, he opens like a uh, like a hatch on the like where like some rope is stored on the boat, and there's like a blanket, and you can see like a baby like moving under it. But then he lifts up the blanket, and there's no baby. Ooh, um, and as that happens, like his he, we see over his shoulder his ex like. <laughs> like walk into frame <laughs> like mm. it is the most obvious delayed jump scare in that i have seen in quite some time and like the way that the part the way the character like the character like slides into frame like they hit the like they yeah like they hit the fucking raging demon on him <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad like it's that kind of jump scare you expect from like a james wan movie right like the conjuring or insidious or something right, like it, that it where... feels like it feels like that scene in the conjuring where like it cuts to uh patch is it it's not patrick what's the guy's name patrick patrick wilson patrick wilson yes thank you yeah where it cuts to patrick wilson and there's like the 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 darth maul guy behind him yeah 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 it's exactly trying to do that kind of thing but the editing and the and the framing of it is so incompetent it it like it's i so think we I, I think we all just like started laughing at it right like it's the it's, best it's so yeah. goofy yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing there nothing nothing happens um but then we get elliot page getting home it's spooky there's some like uh debussy uh by uh, claire de lune starts playing uh and like elliot page opens up his phone uh his his damn even in death he cannot help but be on that damn phone um leaves his like voice will and is like i'm so scared something bad is happening to me oh god and then he experiences some hallucinations um through the hole in his wall that he punched with jamie earlier um we see like uh tessa his little sister sitting at the desk in there Mm -hmm. um and then the uh he gets chased he he gets like dragged through the halls and chased around by little demon tessa and then gets knocked off of his fire escape and falls to his death and we just could not fucking believe that elliot page died in this movie it just unforgivable i think someone someone in the chat said that it looks like the family guy death pose when it (laughs) shows on the ground it really does Um, yeah the thing that really kills me about this is that like elliot page like killing the headliner like this it's just such a random point in this movie to kill them with like like i know there's no build up to it the things that the the things that immediately come to mind for like headliners getting murked early on like this are like um, scream 
Scream, obviously, yeah. but like also Alien. Um, what's what, the guy who plays Dallas? I can't remember his name, but like the main. Yeah, Tom. Tom Scarrett. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, him getting got early. Like that's that is a real like oh shit like and like really cranks everything else up into high gear and that pays off by having other characters die. But like yeah. this one having the guts to kill off exactly Elliot Page and nobody else is so fucking ridiculous. It's so it's such a strange decision. Um, it's such a strange decision for, yeah, a lot of reasons, uh, the, most of which you described, but it's like, yeah, there's just no, there's no consequences to it. And it's sort of like, like there's no buildup to it. it uh, in feels, addition to it the, it's like not someone... as if they, go on, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, um, there's, it's, it's not as if there's like, oh, we're ramping up to this, you know, it's not, things are slowly getting worse and worse. It's like, oh, things are like a little weird. And then Elliot Page dies. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like the the again the fact that nobody dies off of this is after this is fucking ridiculous. It's like this genuinely feels like someone like took the the fact that you know Ned Stark dies at the end of season 1 of Game of Thrones and was like, "Oh shit, that was that was pretty cool. We should we should do something like that in our movie." Um, and just kind of, uh, yeah, and just kind of yeah. carried that weight for uh, for what what would it would have been like six years between that Game of Thrones season one coming out and this movie being in production. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, 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 as I recall, it's like supposed to be like a literally beat for beat reconstruction. I just think it does worse telegraphing than the original. I would assume for sure. Yeah, but anyway, any case, I just uh, yeah, I'm just kind of sitting with all this because at this point, once Elliot Page is out of this movie, I the movie just I kind just, of falls into its conclusion, like it's just sort of like like limply collapses into its conclusion. Like, yeah, I really can't talk about any specific elements of this conclusion because they're all pretty meaningless. But essentially, yeah, what really they have just, to yeah. do. Well, what we, they have we, to do have... going into the last act of this movie is they take all these various side stories they had and we're like, well. We don't really have a main narrative anymore, so I guess we'll just quickly resolve all these and have them all hug at the end, and that's going to be right. it, you Cause, know? Because, okay, so what happens after this is, like, this, like, things start getting worse for other people. Like, Marlo loses time, like, while swimming, for example. Like, she's, she's like, like, doing her laps at the pool, like, she does in the morning. It's, like, 6.30, and then, like, she sticks her head out of the water, and it's, oh, fuck, it's 10.30. Like, that's a freaky side effect. Um, and then immediately after that, like, well, she gets, like, text messages from everyone be like, hey, uh, uh, Elliot Page is fucking dead. Um, and then immediately after that, we get a, just a fucking unreal scene. Like, this felt like, it, this, this scene felt like it should have been in the movie, like, ten minutes prior. We just, like, see some nurse on the phone, and, like, Sophia walks into frame and is, like, waiting to talk to this nurse. And she, like, spies a Rubik's Cube on the counter and is, like, and just, like, solves it in 20 seconds on, right. on screen. And, it, and then, it, like, <sighs> and then she gets a text that says, hey, Elliot Page died. It's, That's it's, like, yeah. Yeah, That's like ahead. a scene you put up at the front when your characters still don't know how flatlining is affecting them, right? Where, yeah. like, Elliot Page goes back to his apartment and there's a Rubik's Cube, and he's like, oh, I've never been able to solve that before. Right. Like, and that's that's where you yeah. put that scene. And even yeah. then, it's hacky. But it here, it's hacky. just like, it's just like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Um, like, and then, then Marlo goes into the base, goes into the morgue to, like, look at Elliot's, Elliot Page's corpse, and is like, damn, he's really dead. Then she, then she gets a phone call, supposedly from Elliot, and it's just, like, it's audio of his last, like, the last video that he recorded on his phone before dying which like again if this is supposed to be like it, i i know that i'm just fucking picking at nits when the entire thing does not make a goddamn lick of sense here but like the the 
this phone call makes zero sense to me because now yeah, Elliot's death Timeline is wise, like, yeah. like, like if this movie ended with all of them dying, like, like death being like, Ooh, you trespassed into my domain. You stole from death. Ooh. Literally a final destination. Right. Movie. Like if it did that and this was death being like, I'm coming to, f- I'm going to fucking get you. Oh, I'm going to fucking get you. Like that would make more sense. But like the way that this was resolved by all of them, just saying they're sorry to whoever they wrong, uh, like makes this call yeah. make no sense. But anyways, like Marlo has some, sees some bad things. She sees the guy that she killed in the basement. She opens the door into the twisted pictures dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Because isn't it like a big drained pool that looks like a, no, no, or, or wait, hold on. No, it's when she opens the door and there's like a green color filter, yes, just, right? It looks, yeah, it, looks yeah, like yeah, a bunch yeah. of, it looks like a bunch of corpses that have green stink lines coming off of them. It's neon green too, if I recall. It is. It's so fucking funny. It's so green. Um, so then we go to Jamie having a bad time because he is, uh, he is in the, he, he's in the basement, uh, and, uh, no, he's not, he's in his, he's in his houseboat and, uh, he's having a shower and then, uh, there's some baby noises that come out of his radio. Uh, oh, didn't and we his, talk about this though already? What's Where that? Get this, in the this, is the, this is the second, this is the second time that he, this, we go I didn't boat realize twice. that scare happened fucking twice. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he gets the the baby the well the first time it's the baby under the blanket. This time it's the baby coming through the radio and he like takes all the wires out and his ex shows up and chases him off the boat and then like knocks him into the water and then he tries to climb out and he gets stabbed. Like he what th- this cut I need We to, have to we have to talk about this. This is so probably the wildest moment this in this is whole the, movie. The so what happens is Jamie gets knocked into the water and he's flailing around and he like climbs onto like part of the dock that his boat is docked at and he like puts his arms up and then a hand from off screen, which is, it, it looks like his ex's hand, stabs him in the, in the hand with a knife that he had set down in his boat earlier. And then in the middle of him screaming as his hand has gotten impaled, we hard cut to the four remaining, this for the four surviving plotliners <sighs> in a, in a coffee shop like just talking about what happened and like no like it's not no like, resolution none never addressed we just see a bandage on his hand okay so this is why this do, is what i like, attempt to address it because diego luna is like well it might have not been a ghost it could have been maybe he just went went maybe he just went crazy and stabbed himself yeah is that what we're is that what we're supposed to like take from this that he had like a brain hallucination and stabbed himself are we supposed to think that this is like a demon from the death dimension i don't think it ever like brings this up again does it it doesn't seem interested in answering those questions you know it's not but those are the questions it should be answering absolutely you know you're so right don't worry about it you are correct yeah, uh, no, you're thinking about it you need to not think about it don't think about right, it <laughs> right 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 sorry sorry i need to turn off my brain like at least five more notches than i did for saw to be able to it, it, like you can't there's no digest. way to enjoy this movie i want y'all to guess i don't know if y'all know what the number is for this on this movie but i want to play a fun little game called guess the rotten tomatoes score and i Fuck want you me. both to tell me what you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes. 43%. Um, Wait, are we talking audience or critic? Uh, I guess critic. Yeah, critic 33, Uh, audience 45. Uh, I'm actually going to say critics probably rated this one a little bit higher than the audience. Actually, no, I'll reverse that. Yeah, I think Blair's got it. 33, 33 critic, 45 audience. So this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a 32% audience score, so y'all are really close. Critic score? Four. Four? Four. 
Single Whoa. number. Single <laughs> numeral. Four. Whoa. 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 Four. Whoa. That's pretty. more than Whoa. three, less than five. Whoa. That's you know what? I'm gonna be um, in this movie's defense, it is at least a film. Um, yeah, like a, a four is like that's a non film to me. That is like nothing like like it, it's, a, it's a successful well not morally again not morally speaking or dogmatically speaking but it's a successful christian film um it's it is an unsuccessful yes. horror film it is a um, movie it is a movie yeah. where they start a beginning and an end yeah, yeah there's plots and characters and you know what not all of it is terrible some of the writing is okay yeah, do we, how much more of this do we have to go through? Because I have it in my notes, uh, introducing conflict 25 minutes before yeah, the about, end. Yeah, about 20 minutes after the yeah. movie, because what happens is they, they watch Elliot Page's, like, the video that he, the video that he left on his phone before dying, and... His Dear Evan Hansen apology video yeah. for flatlining. Uh, Marlo, yeah. <laughs> Marlo floats the idea, what if our sins are coming for us? Um, yeah. And Damn, they, what if they were? Um, <laughs> That'd be a great movie, huh? Uh, Jamie, yeah. t- Jamie tells his story about, like, a girl that he knocked up, the girl that he was dating, and then... He said, I want to, you know, I want to support her. I wanted to pay for the abortion. But on the day that she was supposed to get the abortion, I just didn't go to the clinic. I just drove past it. Um, and that's his, that's his cross to bear. Um, and I kind of expected this movie to take like an anti-abortion stance, but it really doesn't. God, uh, what if it did? What if the whole thing was that the baby was a demon baby and it killed but, him because it was aborted? Yeah. And they like hypothesized that like maybe we brought something back with us from the afterlife, something demonic and this is an yeah. hour and 23 minutes into this movie which is an hour and 49 minutes long um yeah. so, so <laughs> the, the, we they're just like well that that would be fucked up but we have to go back to being doctors um this is probably the <laughs> pound for pound probably the funniest scene in the movie because sophia is watching a doctor like talk about like and if you look at this part of the brain you'll see that this man has like you know big gamer he's got like the huge gamer node an inflated gamer node in his brain and it's it makes him really good at uh, headshotting in counter-strike and then like Mm -hmm. she starts getting text messages from a number she doesn't recognize that like say you you are you i can't believe you fucked him you dumb slut you piece of shit haha yeah yeah, it it starts reading off of the text-to-speech voice because well it's not like you dumb slut it's not that it's that the doctor who is talking about the brain starts saying the things that are right 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 but the way she delivers it sounds like text-to-speech it sounds like the the tiktok voice yeah it does that's what it is that's what it is oh my god you stupid slut i cannot believe that you slept with him my boyfriend told me that if i don't cook dinner tonight he's gonna divorce me <laughs> Great. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Woof. Rip Elliot Page's character in Flatliners. He would have loved. Uh, Sophia. <laughs> Sophia runs out and hops into the elevator, and she like tries to ride the elevator. And notices there's a hole in the ceiling, and she gets like rocketed to the stop to the top of the elevator shaft. Um, oh yeah. And I fully, sp- I fully expected this to be her death. Like she, like if you have you seen another right, the anime. I have not. No. There's a scene in that movie where like someone like where like the 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 line on an elevator gets cut and like someone just rockets to the bottom of the shaft and gets cr- and gets like crushed just by yeah. like the gravity of it. And like Naturally, I yeah. fully expected that's what was going to happen to her here, but what happens is like the elevator gets to the top, it stops, the door opens, there's like a burnt out classroom that Sophia went to school in and it looks like Silent Hill ified, and then like the elevator doors like start closing and like right before the doors close, uh, uh, uh the girl that she like cyber that she uh, uh revenge porned like just slides into frame, <sighs> like there's slides into frame like it's fucking risky business, and then the doors <laughs> shut and that's the end of that scene. 
Yeah, I really thought this was going to be like a Resident Evil style thing where the elevator drops and then it's a fake out, then she gets like decapitated by it. But this movie is not even that interesting. No, no, no. This no, is, no. And then, and then this is the next scene that I was talking about earlier where Diego Luna goes to Marlon and is like, you lied to me. You said that you killed him on accident, but also you covered it up. And she's like, well, I mean, he's dead. Me conf- all, all me confessing is going to do is ruin my career. It will not bring him back to life. And Diego Luna gives her gives her, gives her like a like a colon slash face at that. I mean, she's <laughs> kind of right about it. Yeah, yeah, thing. she is. Like, yeah. So I mean, um, I don't know. This is and like someone hypothesizes that like, oh, maybe we should go apologize to the people that we wronged. And like, Sophia goes and apol- like and finds the the girl that she like the girl whose nudes she leaked and like. She shows up and is like, hi, I'm Sophia. You remember me from high school? It turned, uh, so I have to tell you, I was the one who leaked your nudes. I'm really, really sorry. And I'd love it if you accepted my apology. And the the woman is like, y- you know, that's not necessary. I, I don't even think about it anymore. And she like wipes a giant tear off of her face as she turns to walk <laughs> yeah. away. She like gets a little bit up the stairs and like Sophia like chases her and is like, please, please forgive me. I need this to not get flatliners. Um, and then uh, the woman just like looks down and like, like this shot of like the woman like uh like as though she is Jesus like to forgive her. It's like the yeah. scene in Death Note where he washes Elle's feet on the <laughs> stairs. Like she's like a positioned like up above scene? her. There's light coming down. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like it actually. De- yeah. Okay. Okay. In the in the extended flatliners cut, she washes her feet, but we only watch the theatrical version. Right. That's but true. That's true. This is this is literally the closest this movie gets to being an actual Christian film. Like that's light so true. Yeah. Spilling down from the heavens, like her up above her on the stairs. Like I forgive you. You know, yeah. just real. Yeah real goofy bullshit and from what i understand the original movie had a little bit of that too but it was not a christian film like it had christian imagery but was not uh to my knowledge about the power of forgiveness you know yeah yeah i feel like if if that is done in a less direct way it's it feels less tacky perhaps perhaps but this is a movie that does not know anything about subtlety i would say no so we're we're out on that one Mm. Um, so, uh, uh, the, the lady, yeah, the lady forgives Sophia and Sophia's like, yay, I did it. I beat my flatliners. Um, and now this means Jamie has to go apologize to his ex who he, uh, fucked and then left to get an abortion on her own. Um, and it's really funny cause like he finds her like getting off of a bus and like she spends like, like Jamie walks up and is like, Hey, I'm so sorry for what I did. I, I really shouldn't have done it. Like she has her hands inside the bus the whole time. And like, there is 20 seconds of Jamie just apologizing. And then like the woman's child walks off the bus and yeah. it's like, Oh yeah. shit. He, she kept the baby. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what happened, this woman like yells at him about it. And he, she's just like, you lived your fucking privileged ass life. And look at like, it's obviously supposed to be like a dichotomy of like, he lives on a boat. He's rich. He's, you know, successful. And she lives like in like a, a pretty, I, what, from if I had to guess from what I can see, like a pretty bad part of town, she's, you know, using public transportation, which is not like, like, like she's re- having to rely uh, on public but, transportation. But by film language. Yeah. Yeah. Right. By film language, she is living in a, a shithole. Um, and, like, she is very mad about this, about him, at him, just, like, showing back up. But apparently she is like, yeah, okay, you can come, you can come, I'll let you back into my life. And even though I just spent six years raising this child alone after you just ran out on me I'm like that, you know, you can come back into my life and help me raise this child together. Like, I've just been waiting for, I've just been waiting for you to come back for six years. I've just been leaving this position, just leaving this chair open for you. Exactly. Um, 
Because that's what happens. Like, at the end of the movie, like, it, the, 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 it drives me fucking insane because what happens is that she fucking yells at him and is like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And then... The next time we hear about her is at the end of the movie when Jamie's like, "Yeah, I've got a, I got my girlfriend back. I got a kid that I'm gonna help raise. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough going for me for a little bit, but I, I'm really happy to be a dad and like the the family family values. We love them." Had to move out of his boat. That's probably uh, <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't be living in a boat. It's not I, as glamorous as he thinks it is. If I, I, I was I like on. Do you think I, I like the implication that he moves out of his boat and moves into like the bad part of town with his with his with his new family? It's a lateral move. It's a lateral move. <laughs> I I just need to like I don't want. If I was on a Tinder date with a guy and like he was like take me, I'll take you back to my place, and I was like okay, yay, this is gonna be so fun. You're cute, whatever. Um, and he takes me to the fucking pier. Um. I would not go, a boat, a boat. I don't know. That's not a That's, deal breaker for me. I, I mean, it's not a deal a breaker, but I'm not going to start a relationship with the man. I'll sleep with him, but I'm not going to, you know, know him after the fact. Like, I'd, <laughs> you don't sleep, especially if you're like uh, marketing, marketing yourself. Well, he is marketing himself. Marketing yourself is the sort of like, I'm the posh kid. Have a, at least have a house, you know, have a mortgage. Ugh, anyway. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. What happens if you're, like, rocking the boat too much and it becomes unmoored and floats away? What happens then? <laughs> yeah! You, 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 have to, you have to make sure that your bed is, like, dead center on the boat, because if it's on the right side and you're fucking on that, it's going to, like, completely cant and go off to the side, and, like, it's just not going to be pretty. Anyways, um, Marlo is like, I need to speed down the highway to, to run away from my flat lines, and, like, a, a hallucination of Cyrus, the guy she killed, pops up in the back seat and, like, puts a bag over her head, and, like, she's, like, speeding down through the city, like, foot on the gas, just going as fast as humanly possible, just to, like, I do not know what in her, in, 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 I do not know what motivates her to do this, but it's very funny. She, like, she, like, it's so funny because, like, she has, like, a small crash into, like, an outside dining setup of some restaurant. Like, nobody mm-hmm. is hurt. She just, like, knocks over a couple of tables and dings up her car. That's right, yeah. And she's, yeah. like, she, like, pulls the car in reverse, like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And this immediately goes back to speeding down the city streets. No consequences. There's no consequences. Right. Um... She says, okay, I, you know what? I have to end this. And uh, she's like, I'm going to flatline so that I can apologize to the dead guy. But he doesn't want to accept her apology. And he throws her into the hell dimension. And uh, she gets lifted up and thrown into a mirror. And then this. thrown and then like starts drown, gets drowned in a bathtub. Uh, and for a moment, we think, oh, fuck, she's actually dead. Another character has died. But then uh, Diego Luna gives her an, an injection of adrenaline, uh, and she's getting like pulled back into the real world, and like is getting dragged into the smoke monster from Lost. And like <laughs> as she's like trying to claw, claw on and like hold on to the to the the Flatliners world, Elliot Page shows up like bathed in light, and it's like you have to forgive yourself, Marlo. And then she's alive. Yeah. And Diego Luna, no one... and Di- like, when Diego Luna gives her the injection of adrenaline, he's like, "I need you in this world, Marlo." Fucking imagine if this movie had any sort of stakes or consequences or, like, good character moments or literally anything at all. Imagine yeah. what kind of film this would be if that were the case. Imagine yeah. if literally any other character aside from Elliot Page beefed it in this. So, yeah, yeah just, just, to, just, just to wrap this movie up, um, Diego Luna and Marlo are deeply in love. Uh, Jamie is going to go raise the kid that he abandoned and be with his, I, I guess, wife now. I, I don't really 
No, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> the like, movie doesn't this, care, this, and we don't either. This, this woman no. is this woman is liter- this woman who Jamie who Jamie like had this baby with is not a character in this movie. She is just like an art. Like she is just an item. She's a, with- she's a prop. She's a prop. She and the kid yeah. are a prop. And Jamie's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go back and like just reinsert myself into their lives, even though I walked out six years ago. I, I know I keep harping on this. It's just so fucking unreal. They, There's they a lot th- to harp on in this film. They, yes. they, they, th- they throw the laptop into the water, the, e- the laptop with all the evil flatliners research, and they said now only now only Elliot Page knows the what really happened. They go to the, the coffee shop where they all used to eat at, and they're like, oh, I can't believe Elliot Page is dead. It's so sad. And the guy at the piano starts playing Claire de Lune. And so they're like, playing Debussy. Yeah, yeah. He starts and then everyone Debussy. stands up. And everyone stands up and says... To, says to Elliot Page and they drink their shot and the camera like pulls out of the window and like, and then just pulls out into the city. And that's the end of the fucking movie. Inspirational, like, like club music is playing basically like, like inspirational pop music, I guess is playing. It's, like I said. Oh yeah, Marlo also Marlo also comes clean about the he she goes to like the board of whatever the fuck and is like, "Hey, so I lied about that uh thing about that report so just to get myself out of my promise you won't get mad at me." But... <laughs> and she gets put on probation about it, um which yeah. I I don't know anything about the consequences for that type of thing, but that seems un- that seems understated, I'm not sure. Like especially when one of the consequences for texting while driving is Getting shoved out of your window and dying like you're fucking the dog from Family Guy. Like, <laughs> Elliot, like look out. It's, it's, there's something so, there's, so the tone of this movie is so optimistic. Um, it's like so, like, yes, like, carpe diem. Seize the day, you guys. Like, live, laugh, love. You just gotta forgive yourself. And, like, the rest will follow. Join my MLM. Like, that's the vibe of this movie. Um, but there's something... There's also something so quietly cynical about this film as well. Whereas, like, I don't know. It's just, like... We basically have a sin eater, you know. Elliot Page is our weird little sin eater. It's like, oh, Elliot Page. Elliot Page is Jesus. He died for their sins and tells Marlo that she has to forgive herself. Absolutely. Oh, oh, it's uh, okay. (laughs) Um, It's the new. It's the new New Testament. It's fine. It's you've um, reconceptualized that whole thing for me, and you're so right. Um, And I just am like really, really floored and like humbled. By that, um, uh, I this might. So let's get into ratings. I think. Yeah. Yes? So uh, on a scale of on a scale of zero to five houseboats. Uh huh. Uh, it's not even a house. No, 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 no. It is not a houseboat. It is a boat. It is a yacht. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's got like a shower on it. Like it has amenities for living on it. Okay. 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 But okay, I, we can do something else if that's if. No, 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 It's Joe Manchin's houseboat, right? He's the senator who has the houseboat, right? I um, can't keep it. I cannot yeah. keep any of those freaks straight. Sure, I'm sure he does. <laughs> On a scale of zero to five houseboats, how many units? I'm giving this like this is this was like. I, even like on the Schlocktober scale, I do not know where to fucking put this. I I this is a, on, it's a solid two for me. I will yeah, say. that's about where I'm like uh, on this one two ish. The thing is, I had a lot of fun watching it with everyone. Like uh, the stream was amazing. Everyone, we were all screaming, all in and, top like, form, losing honestly. our mind. 
Um, but I don't think you can count on this movie to provide you with a good time. No, you really have to have a group of people together for it, I think. With the knowledge of what it's going to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gave it on Letterboxd a one and a half, so I'm right down there with y'all. Like, there are Mm -hmm. some good moments, and it is, like, entertaining in a really stupid way at times, I will say. But I I could not call this a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) I could barely call it a movie in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's something, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting, I don't know. It, the thing is, on its, to give it credit, it doesn't drag its, its feet as much as it could. You no, know? it goes, it goes by pretty fast. It's just, yeah. it's just, it, it, I wouldn't even call it incomprehensible. It's just one of those movies where you're kind of in that mode, like, what were they thinking for the entire time you watch it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Just a lot of really weird decisions in this. one last thing before we go into questions about this that I just want to really harp on. I just can't stop thinking about the fact that, like, Marlo, like, severely wronged this, this dead guy who she killed and, like, faked an autopsy report. Like, I do not understand how, like... She does not like. She does not escape her flatliner zing by, like the like doing t- confessing her crime to is something that she does to clear her conscience, not to escape the flatliner zing. She does that after the climax of the movie, after everything has already been resolved. The there is no forgiveness given to the family of the man who she killed. There is no like forgiveness or forgiveness sought by the from the family. There's no forgiveness sought from like the hospital from her high ups. She only forgives herself about that. Like damn, I shouldn't I shouldn't be so hard on myself about that guy that I killed and then lied about. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, we, okay. Question. No, you're right though. You're right though. We are on to questions. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. uh scarier trio underscore scream at barrier trio asked would you live on a mm. boat fuck no absolutely not you could not pay me to live on a boat not long term i think yeah, I, would, I would i would not. spend a, i would sleep on a boat for like a weekend yeah i'm not a I'm, no why what am i saying not long term i hate the water and i hate being on the water well boats the thing, are fine. the I thing is hate- the thing is being on a boat like as the water is like gently rocking it and you're like reclined not no easier conditions under which you can fall asleep everything else about it though fucking sucks yeah you know what i love a pontoon so i would stay out of boat this is not the answer to the question next question (laughs) it would have to be a pretty big boat also yeah 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 um We've got a question from Nevy Sticks, girlfriend of the show, at Nickel Wolf. Did Elliot Page realize this was a Christian movie two-thirds of the way in and demand out? Yes. Absolutely. I wish. Yeah. Uh, I, let, let me, let me back like... read, because one of our, one, uh, at Urba Dyeran on Twitter, had some, uh, had some theories about this that they were talking about during the, during the film. Let me just back read the chat for that shit. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the thing is, is like I don't think highly enough of this film to actually allow an actor to, uh, or to kill off an actor as a way to let them exit the film. I think it is just a hundred percent bad writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, Aaron's Aaron's thing was just. Do you think they had to kill? They think they had to kill off Elliot Page because he realized it was a Christian movie and wanted out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Last question. A couple of questions from PR at PR the Disaster. What cast? What cast of hospital procedural show would you like to see go through this movie's plot? My answer to this that I've been thinking about all fucking day. Remember the end of Scrub? The end of the eighth season of Scrubs, not the fucking medical school one, but like the proper end of the show when JD yeah. walks down that hallway and every single character, like it's Game Master Anthony, because every character comes in for one big for one big celebration to clap at him as he walks down the hall and he sees like the future visions of like him and Elliot celebrating Christmas with uh turk and um i forgot turk's girlfriend's name on that show carla carla thank you uh and turk and carla are there and like he sees visions like the baby that he and elliot are gonna have and it's just so like that's his flatliners jd was flatliners saying like the, the the part of the end when he like tricks dr cox into saying something nice about him by having one of the medical interns like badmouth him on his way out that's a flatliners maneuver yep 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 Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. The thing is, I don't watch most medical dramas, but I do think for my for my own word, like yeah, that would be my answer as well. Yeah, I don't know enough about hospital shows to be completely honest. I mean, this this movie is like kind of house at points. It is. Uh, it is. I think you could argue this as a Final Destination script, a Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street script, a House mm-hmm. script, a Hellraiser mm-hmm. script. Like you could doctor mm-hmm. this in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to apply mm-hmm. it to different franchises. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe Gregory House flatlines and he ends up in the Family Guy pose at the end. This could be an X Files script, you know? It, fuck! It could be an X Files script. Uh, PR also asked, "What do you think your flatlining would be like?" Um, I I really have no. Well, well, What's your big what's what's the big thing you're super guilty about, Sarah? Well, no, no, no. The thing, the thing, the thing is that like before it got to their guilt, there was also like the flatliner zing of like them like having like you know Jamie was riding on his motorcycle and like uh, Marlo was like experiencing her horse girl and cello playing and uh, swimming you know talents and Jamie was or uh, Elliot Page was like flying through the city. I think mine would be just like getting fucking sick headshots in Valorant. Yeah, and then it evolved fl- into guilt trip. I flatline and I go back in time and I'm watching Resident Evil Retribution in a movie theater on opening <laughs> night, and then I come out of it and I'm like, well, okay, I guess. I'm ha- I'm having I'm flatlining and I'm having a pleasant afternoon on a dock reading a book by a lake. <laughs> yeah, that's about I, as thrilling I flatline- as the I flatline and I find myself standing in the same room, but just like three feet back and to the left, you know? Yeah, that <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, goodness um, gracious. Last question. What royalty-free music would you instantly whip out in a public piano slash instrument if you got the genius blessing? I'm going to say a song that I used to actually be able to play on piano, which is Solfeggietto by, uh, you know, Bach Solfeggietto. Um, sure. But if I have to go something with I, that I don't actually know how to play, like probably Moonlight Sonata... The thing is, I don't have a funny answer to this question, but I do think it's a very funny question, so I'll just honor it, it in is. that context. <laughs> I uh, I will do what the kids at the toy store I used to work at would do and just play the opening notes of Megalovania on the toy piano, and that's it. Oh, cute. That's so cute. It's very that. funny. Every now and then I would just be working and I'd hear like, did it it from the piano, and I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> that's very fun. I love that. It is. Uh, it is. That's it a delight. Uh, recommendations. Oh, shit. Uh, I can start off because I have been thinking about it. Um, I just, so I just signed up for their Patreon recently and I think it's been just discussed on this podcast before in this section. Um, uh, Citations Needed is... Yes. It is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's so, it's got personality, of course, but I think it's, the personality is not what drives it. It is 
basically just a very straightforward media criticism podcast. And for that, um, really does clarify a lot of shit in the world for me. Like, beyond just saying this is wrong, it's like, okay, here's exactly why this sort of take is wrong, and here's exactly what's happening in the real world. Um, and it does, it's such a grounding, like, it. I, I feel like they, they do really market themselves as like, oh, we're, we're doom and gloom, but there's really something, like, uh, 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 solidly grounding um, about having these very frank discussions about how, like, media manipulates you, but here's how the universe actually works, you know? Um, and in a way, right? Of course, all media is media. Um, but, uh, uh, uh for, for, I mean, you don't even, I mean, you don't even need to give them money. You can just listen to their free shit, and, like, that is plenty. But, uh, I, I've only signed up for the Patreon, not even to get their extra content, because, I mean, they have some, but it's not a lot. Uh, but because I'm, I think this work is, like, really valuable. Yeah, it's, and everyone it's, a, should, it's a great should podcast. dedicate time to it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, if anyone else has recommendations? Yeah, um, I, I have one off the dome. I will recommend the Twitch uh, TV. I don't know why I said Twitch TV. Uh, the, the Twitch streamers Retro Pals. Sure, who sure. are two people in Austin who play retro games uh, right now. They are doing a playthrough of Illbleed for mm. the Halloween season, which is one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. But they, they've done a lot of, like, uh, you know, pretty... Um, I, I, I feel like normal is kind of derogatory, but they've played a lot of, like, normal retro games, but they also do a lot of, like, really weird stuff that you'd never see anyone else stream. Like, mm-hmm. they they did a, a playthrough of the CDI, like, wacky world of golf game lately for the <laughs> second time, which is a real a real trip. Uh, they're doing Illbleed. They've done all these, like, kind of bizarre Japanese exclusives, too. So mm-hmm. if that sounds like your thing maybe go check them out because they're pretty fun to watch and they put out some interesting content. Right on, right on. So what? I guess my recommendation is going to be a YouTube channel that I've been watching a lot of lately. It's called False Swipe Gaming. Um, sure. Most of, the, most of their videos are just like really long and deep dives on like the competitive, re- the, the relevance of a certain Pokemon in competitive settings over the years. Like, like one of one of the, one of my favorite ones that I've watched recently was like how good was Mewtwo in the competitive scene from generation 1 to the current generation and it was like just 40 minutes long talking about how fucking disgustingly overpowered Mewtwo is and mm-hmm. just an absolute delight of content um I I have I have given myself severe pokemon brain over the last year by playing in multiple <laughs> multiple draft leagues um uh-huh. but you know what it's fine because I, I I have I have collected a new family of pokemon that I care about in ways that I never thought possible like Registeel I love Registeel now it's fucking That's beautiful. big and it's got funny arms and it's I love it's it's got Vriska eyes it's great I love that you're a Pokemon mom. That's great. <laughs> I'm a Pokemon. You are a Pokemon. Uh, well, Morgan, what a delight it is to have you back so soon. Um, yeah. and, no, but fucking genuinely. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, it's it was so great to have you on. So great to watch this movie with you. Um, yeah, it was nice. I, I am looking forward to whenever I'm on again in the future. I, I am hoping that next time... We will watch something that doesn't quite entirely fry my brain the way this did, but um, <laughs> don't, it, don't, yeah, it is, yeah you're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. be so lucky. Um, you never know. You never yeah, know. That's, but that's true. That's true. Um, I had a fantastic time watching this with y'all. So thanks for having I'm me on again. 
I'm so glad. Would you do you have anything you would like to plug before we let you go? Yeah, uh, I have my Twitter, which I think is at Cursegoat. I have my letterbox, which is at Sewer Peak. I mm-hmm. do Emoji Drome with Sylvie, the podcast. And I still, we still have the feed up for the um, subsequent movie podcast, formerly known as Borat Club. Uh, that one, I think I said this the last time I was on, is kind of an indefinite hiatus. For but sure, we do sure. we do have some movie uh, episodes to work back through if that sounds like your kind of thing. Uh, I think that's it. I'm I'm writing movie reviews again on hyperrealfilm.club. I have a review coming out by the time you hear this on the movies Noroi the Curse and Occult by the Very same cool. director, which are both kind of these uh, cosmic horror found footage films. So keep an eye out for that. But I think that is everything for me. So how about y'all? Well, I'm very easy to find online. Uh, you can just go to twitter.com and search for Blair Kitsch. That's B-L-A-I-R-K-I-T-S-C-H. And look at the things I say with my mouth. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, or my mouth, that's sometimes my mouth, mostly my fingers. Um, uh, I also did the uh, sort of promo graphic design stuff for the Schlocktober and all Schlocktobers previous. So if you want me to do small scale design work for you, hop in my DMs. I'm cheap and fun to work with. Sarah. This is true. <laughs> do you have, uh, of course you have things to plug. Why don't you? Yeah, so we are, we are at Fearbaiting on Twitter or patreon.com slash Fearbaiting if you'd like to support the podcast. Uh, one buck a month gets you the episodes early when, on the weeks that we get them out early. Five bucks a month, uh, your name right on the podcast and a message set on the sh- and a message sent and a message right on the show. Ten bucks a month, all that, plus you get to pick a movie for us to watch. Uh, so thank you very much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran, and Paul Bechtel. We love you so much. We are uh, yeah, so gratefully hosted under the Noisebase.xyz banner. Uh, great mm-hmm. podcast network. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for uh, making making and maintaining this network of great podcasts. Um, my, I, 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 I'm trying to think of uh, LMNOP. That's a great podcast under this network. That's not one that I'm on. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, tin, 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 which I don't think is on the network. It's just, uh, I, I believe that's part of the good episodes productions network, which is, uh, a, a very friendly network to us, but I was on their most recent episode at time of recording, mm-hmm. uh, on the, uh, the black Island, which is one of my favorite tin, tin books. I, I fucking love tin, tin. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I highly, I highly recommend that podcast. Also go listen to me on that. Um, also listen to the other episodes that I'm not on. Cause, uh, Janos and Sarah, who I, we, I know we've had Janos on for a couple episodes. I think Sarah has been on, uh, probably law of large numbers for this fucking podcast. If you're a friend of mine, you've likely been on this podcast at some point. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I'm also on Twitter at sunhatgenya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I believe that is everything. Until next time, I'm Sarah. I have been Blair. <laughs> I'm Morgan. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Yes.